self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing. We are Conversation Con Artists. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. And I am the artist formerly known as Red. If y'all <laughs> notice, that is a different voice. Red did not decide to go deep. She is actually <laughs> not here with us. She's you- sick. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing, man. <laughs> you made it. We laughed the first time you said that. It's like, uh, what's the what group? Black Street. Black Street. Which song? They got that song. Go deep. Oh, Let oh, go deep. Yeah, deep, deep, oh. deep. Shout out Is to that Black Street. Street? Oh yeah, Black Street was my. That was my Black group. Street, Black Street was Teddy Riley did some stuff. He did some pretty good stuff. That was man. my group. I like that. Even when the dudes left, I was like, you still my dude. You ain't with Black Street, but you be singing though. Yeah. Before I let go, that was my that was my song right there. My album was the album with no diggity on it. Before I let go was on that one too. Mm-mm. It wasn't? No. What was the one that before I let go was on? It was on, on the album before that. Or after that it one. Had, okay. It had to be after that. Yeah. It, 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 it was after that. Before I let go made it. It was a hit. Yeah, it, was, yeah, a it hit. was after that. It was a hit. Not like Ike Turner, but it was <laughs> oh God, Yeah, before I let go on on that, because I never heard that song until after, later after, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. That's why I said before, because I don't... It's got to be after, man. If y'all know something about Black Street, <laughs> let us know when uh, when that album I thought came it was on the Clearly same we can album. Look at it. We can look at it on Google. I can Google it real quick. But hey, everybody's... Uh, Hi, my name is Cole Jackson. I am from the Government Name Podcast, and I will be taking Red Spot today. Now, look, I know everybody loves Red. I love Red, too. I think she's awesome. But the show can't run with just one man. I mean, it could, but I don't think I don't think you want to do that, do you? I did it do once. Point. How'd that go? I liked it. But that don't mean <laughs> I'll make a habit about do- out of doing it, though. There you go. I won't make a habit out of doing it. It was, uh, but you know, it was just, it was a challenge. That's good though. Challenges I'll say that. Good. It was a challenge. That's good. I think it was just on the Black Street album. See, now you got me looking it up. We looking at this. Yeah, we, we looking, looking up, it up this this album. No, it was on the album before that. Well, I'd be down. It was on um, Black Street, self-titled. Yeah, self-titled album. I see that. Yeah. Well, I'd be down. Go ahead, Black Street. Do your thing. Black Street. What's them dudes? That's it. They can sing. So, we have a bunch of listener letters, okay? Not so much a bunch of listener letters, but one of them got a lot of questions. Appreciate that, Miss Washington. Uh, but because Red is not here, we're going to address those next week. Okay, that makes sense. But we sense. do have some more listener letters. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with y'all stacking the listener letters if y'all want to throw some more so me and Red can have that full-blown whole listener letter show but if not we're gonna address those letters that we have next week instead of this week there you go oh uh, mm-hmm. and what we're gonna do this week is we just gonna get into talking about the news stories okay. somewhat similar to how me and red do we just gonna you know bring up the stories we want to talk about and then we're gonna have an exchange back and forth dialogue about it that works and we're gonna go from there like okay real quick if y'all want to find me or if you want to Dog me out. Hey, I'm I'm used to it. Uh, you can hit me up on IG at Cole Jackson underscore BYNK. Um, or you can hit me up on Twitter at Cole Jackson one two. 
And I'm on the Government Name Podcast, which comes out every Tuesday, just like Conversation Con Artists with my co-host, Shogun. Shout out to Show. He in this bitch. You can can I cuss you. on him? Yes, you can I know. Curse. I've been on the show before. You can, you, can, you can spill out your other podcasts if you want to. Oh, gosh. Well, we have a whole podcast. Now. I am the CEO of BYNKRadio.net. Uh, we have a podcast. Uh, we have a like a podcast group, podcast network. Uh, we have um, our podcast, government name podcast. Uh, we have our music podcast, which is uh, the Social Introvert with Sid Davis. We actually have a millennial marriage couple podcast, which is Black Mary Fly, and we have a Black Nerd podcast, which is called Carefree Black Nerd. So those are the podcasts we have on on our podcast network currently. You can go to bynkradio dot net slash podcast and check us out okay and as always you can find me on twitter and instagram at mr m-i-s-t-e-r underscore on point if you want to send a listener letter in you can send it to conversation con artist at gmail.com you can find conversation con artist on facebook and send us an email through that or you can send me a red a, a dm or however you want to send that but if you send slide it to us we DM, got it sliding Sliding in the DMs. Slide in the DMs appropriately. I got to ask you a question, Mr. On Point. What's up? Uh, before we get into these stories. So I was in the car driving over here the other day. I mean, today. And uh, I got a bone to pick with LL Cool J. LL, LL Cool J? LL Cool J was one of the first motherfuckers to keep saying he was the GOAT. He owes me money. Because I bought his CDs because of that. What LL did? Cool J is not... Do you when you talk when you talk top five rappers? Do LL Cool J ever come up in a conversation? No, LL Cool J <laughs> never comes up in that conversation because he spent too much time Botoxing his body and spreading Crisco all over himself. You think that's Botox? I don't think it's Botox, but I do think he get his body waxed and he rub Crisco on himself so he looks shiny. Do you think LL Cool J is in the top ten t- of rappers at all? No, I never really even been a fan. Uh, LL Cool J show in the house was more what I man. I used to love that show. To. It was a good show to me anyway. I don't know. I love that. I don't know the mechanics of the show now. Right. I mean, watch. I bet you go back and watch old shows, and yeah. it be all kind of different. But well, that's in my know. head, it's memorialized as something that I value. Right. But you know, like the thing with that is, like one of the one of the girls is a crackhead, and the other girl actually did porn. So I saw the. Girl, that's a crackhead. The the main star of the show, the main yeah. star, I cannot remember her name to say in my life, but she was cool. I liked her, and everybody was in love with her and stuff like that. She a crackhead now, got a tooth missing and everything. Sad. That's LL Cool J. Fault. But you know the thing about rappers is that rappers have like if you were like hardcore rappers, they have that I'm the best mentality. It's kind of like that. Dave Chappelle said the same thing about comedians. Right. He said comedian like. Comedians are supposed to feel like they the best. I, yeah, but LL Cool J literally is like, I'm the greatest of all time. And I'm like, don't nobody talk about you. I don't, I don't, the last time I had a conversation about the top rappers ever, LL Cool J never came up. Ever. I guess the question is, when is the last time he said I'm the greatest of all time? Probably the last time he actually got on the mic, it had something to do with hip hop. He always said, How he long ago go. was that? Might have been a, could have been three years. Could've when the last five. time you put out an album? <laughs> Might have been three years. Could have been five. You have no idea. <laughs> like, Let's find I out when know. LL Cool J put out an album last. Who would buy it? You are you in the are you trying to download the newest LL Cool J album? 
I feel like if somebody was listening to LL Cool J with me in the room, I leave. LL was just, just, I just like I just I just feel like I wouldn't really. <laughs> I was like I don't feel so like you get in the car with somebody if they turn on LL Cool J. You go first off. I don't know. I know who it is. I'd be like this is LL Cool J. I mean like why you listen to LL Cool like because you know look look listen like this when people get in your car that's your opportunity to shine with your music. Right, you know what I'm saying right, now. Right. What I've learned because I have such an eclectic music style that I can't venture too far out right. from what that what I know that person listens to. If they like a hip hop head, they listen to rap. Right. I can't throw no Panic at the Disco. They not gonna get it. But I listen to Panic at the Disco, and I'm a hip hop head. It's something I can put on that you don't know nothing about that might be a little bit on the fringe of what you what you trying to hear. I'm pretty open with my music. Okay, well, I'm, I, that's I'm a, I'm a well rounded musical person. I am a plethora of knowledge when it comes to music i don't you know but recognizing that as your op as my opportunity to shine what does it say about me if i put on ll cool j <laughs> when you get in the car it got to be saying something right i would be i'll be disrespected if you put ll cool j on and that's what i'm saying like why are you playing ll cool j bro like is this is he a family Cause he, member because he, he the goat look he it saying. might be your it might be his third cousin he said he the goat he's all oh, he said that before jay-z he said he was a goat. He's the greatest of all time. What is LL Cool J even doing? He got a, he on CS, not CSI. What's that show? Oh, one of them police shows. Yeah, he on one of them police shows. That's what I know him from acting. I know exactly. he did Hey Lover with Boys to Men. Okay, is this that, is more is, than is a crush. That a, is that a is that a is that a greatest of all time type song? Oh, in two thousand eight, he actually had an album called The Return of the Goat. So he at least acknowledges <laughs> at some point that the goatness was gone. Again, <laughs> when the last time you had a conversation about hip hop and LL Cool J came up? I've never had a conversation <laughs> about hip hop and LL Cool J came up. <laughs> like who bringing up LL Cool J? Like he, he don't really, he didn't really have LL Cool J was like a he was just there at the beginning, and he was aggressive <laughs> because he wrote a song talking about knocking a nigga out. You know what I'm saying? Like that was a hard song, though. It was hard, but I think that's what put him on the scene in a in a in a whole uh, time period where hip hop battling right. was taking shape. Right. So he can call himself the greatest of all time at that moment. Right. But like at a certain point, do a rapper supposed to recognize that? Dang, I might not be the greatest. <laughs> or I ain't supposed to say, well, Tupac was better than me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because the greatest of all time is finite. Like, what if it was one of the greatest of all time? I would have respected that a little bit more. I would have respected that. But he see, just, he just that came out and was like, I'm the greatest of all time. That ain't as pleasing to say as the GOAT. Now you got to say the Oot GOAT. <laughs> one of the greatest That's of all time. Latin for some of you people out there. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. I just, I just, I don't know. Some random thoughts come across my mind. And I was like, you know what? LL Cool J owe me some money. He do. Because he sat up there and told me he was the greatest of all time. And for some strange reason, I got a couple of his CDs trying to back that shit. And it was wrong. Because I don't even talk about I don't even know where them CDs at. I know where. I, when you was on an interview with me. The other day, mm -hmm. I was interviewing an artist, and I pulled their CD out, and they ain't even big time. <laughs> I can't find them LL Cool J CDs that I bought back in the day <laughs> at all. I might have just threw them out my window. So, I don't know. I, random thoughts. I'm sorry, guys. It, I just have random thoughts. 
I just wanted to bring that to somebody. Hey, little Cool J, man. I, I don't want His wanna... name is even hard to say sometimes. LL Cool Don't nobody want to say that long ass name I, I had to say Jay-Z and Nas But LL Cool J I, I had that. a dream with LL Cool J in it You in these dreams bro. Uh, Listen y'all I don't know if y'all know I don't talk about my dreams Nearly oh. as much as I have oh them To y'all on You know the podcast But I have a lot of dreams But one of my most fun dreams had I don't know if I was Batman or if Batman was just there because sometimes when I'm the person, I can see them mm-hmm. and sometimes I can't see them. But in dreams, when I can't see them, I don't know who I am because I, I don't unless I see a mirror and right. I never see mirrors in my dream. Hmm. So I just kind of got to piece together what I might be or who I might be when I'm in first person in my dream. Right. So I don't know if I was Batman or if I was just there to see all the stuff Batman was doing. But Rock was in my dream, too. Mm-hmm. You remember that show? Yeah. Rock, he was in my dream. Ball headed dude. <laughs> like, yes. He was in my dream. And in every scene of my dream, it was a big white F-150 for some reason. But as Batman, okay. Joker, LL Cool J was the Joker. It was LL Cool Joker. <laughs> like, I have no idea what any of that meant. I had not seen anything with LL Cool J in it in years. Nor had I seen anything in it with Rock in it. Charles S. Dutton. Charles S. Dutton. I can't remember anything I saw with him in it either. Yeah. So I have no idea why this dream was formed the way it was. I don't know why it was Batman and Joker. And let alone why LL Cool J was the Joker. But Mm. that's a dream I had. Hmm. You and these dreams, bro. They don't know all the dreams you be telling us about in our little group. You be like, I had a dream about this, and we be like, okay. It's random, man. But narcolepsy, narcolepsy does get you off of jury duty, though. Hmm. That's good. She didn't even she didn't even question it. She just basically, I said, I have um, sleep onset uh, REM narcolepsy, and she said, what does that do? And I said, uh, I basically, I, I said, I'm not against being on the jury, mm-hmm. but it's a capital murder trial going on and Shit. I would hate to be a person who needs to be paying attention, focusing and retaining information because when I have those sleep spells, which mm-hmm. I have between four and 10 a day, yeah, I just, I can't focus really well. I fall asleep mm-hmm. or I, I just can't, you know, process the way that I, I do when I'm not in that state. Right. And I would just hate for somebody's life to hang in the balance. I don't know if a, yeah. a prosecutor could point me out and be like, see, he ain't even paying attention. It's a mistrial. Right. I don't know. Like, I don't know the ramifications of what it would look like if I got caught sleeping somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so she was pretty much like, I got to provide a doctor's note, though. So that's going to be the difficult part because I had had a I had a physician for it in a long time. I just mm. use strategies to stay awoke or sleep. Right. Plan my sleeps, but Dang. You know. I did jury duty once they didn't pick me though, so I just It was a, it was it was about two hundred people in the room and they said eleven judges need jurors. Damn. So they needed about hundred and forty people. Damn. <laughs> so it wasn't that many people that was gonna get not chosen. They yeah. was finna get their juries. I don't even know why they didn't even choose me because I thought <laughs> I felt like I followed the rules. <laughs> and they was like, nah. It depends on the case, you. man. It's crazy because Let's say it's a let's say it's a black man on trial, right? And let's say you got on, you know, your California hat, right? That you have on now, they might look at you as like militant, or they might look at you as too liberal no. in the case, and they might say we don't want him. Like they they use these little tedious things to figure out if you're gonna be good for their side. That's why one uh. lawyer get to choose six, and then one of them get to choose the other six, right? You know what I'm saying? So what I think is like in a lot of trials, they just choose. 
people who they think gonna help their case out the most. Right. You know, so uh, I was reading online to try to see, you know, if narcolepsy is something that, because I wasn't going to get up and, and use it as an excuse at first. I was just going to like, because they had a big important spiel about if ain't nothing wrong with you, mm-hmm. don't get in this line. Right. If you ain't got yeah. no medical emergency, right. don't get in this line. Like right. them judges, they're like, don't get in this line. Right. You know what I'm saying? We'll, it's like because we're fine. It's like we'll find out. Yeah, like we'll we don't know. excuse many people yeah. and don't get in this. So I wasn't finna get up there, but I got up and I went up there and I was like, "Well, let me see what they say." And I was reading online while I was doing it, and one dude mm. was like, "He said I don't because of his religion. He don't believe in judging people, so he used all the excuses." He said, "He'll he said if it was a black guy on trial, I'll tell them I was racist before I I actually got on the jury for wow. it." I'm like, dang, like the excuses people are willing to come up with for that junk is crazy. I don't never understood. I never understood why people try to get out of jury. D- well, after you see how much they pay you to be there, I can understand. Ten dollars a day, bro. <laughs> I'm like, that ain't paying no bills in this house at all. I'm like, y'all can, y'all can, come on, man. He y'all said, pay, y'all, y'all can do better than and that. The main judge, the presiding judge, said. Uh, we have this waiver form, so if y'all want to waive that money per day, y'all will really help the county out. What? No, man, I need to give. I'm not going. They don't. I'm not going to work. You got to give me something for yeah, gas. It's, it's horrible. Yeah, I remember I got that check for them because I, I was there for two days, and after that second day, they was like, mm, "Can't do it with you. Get out of here." <laughs> I went and got my money, and I was like, "Can I get my check, please?" And she said, "Here you go," and it was twenty dollars. I said, this is it. <laughs> I missed a whole day of work for this. Yeah, $20. What? I need more than this. I, this ain't even, this don't even put a third in my tank. This don't do nothing for me. It's crazy. I was like, why can't you just give us more money or something? I don't know. I, are they even supposed to, I guess, I don't know. They're they supposed, supposed to, to pay us? Are they, is it? Because they keep saying jury duty is your civic duty to your, you know, to your state or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, I need to get paid to do something. It's crazy because people like people be missing out on serious business. Yeah. You know, but if you miss jury duty, like I missed it twice before they let me get it this third time. She mm-hmm. said they normally don't reschedule more than twice. Oh, wow. but the first time I was headed back from California flight, mm-hmm. and I know they weren't finna expect somebody who paid for a flight to go somewhere to not go right. because they had jury duty. So right. they rescheduled me one time. The second time I just straight forgot. Mm-hmm. I didn't forget. I went on the wrong day. So I, I thought it was on Tuesdays, but it turned out to be on Monday. So I missed it. Uh, and they said, we don't reschedule for a third time. And I just kind of just. What's the penalty for missing jury duty? $400. Shit. And y'all paying $10? <laughs> That's what Come I'm saying. On, man. I thought they would encourage people not to show up <laughs> to pay that four hundred. Um, Y'all only paying ten dollars. You gonna charge me for it? Come on. Come on. Yeah, man. that's what it say on the paper. It say like if you don't come, it's like four hundred dollars. So, and you only paying ten today. So I just, if your business is that important, you just just pay that four hundred dollars. <laughs> if you gonna lose that much money, we have you to know. talk some bid. We have to talk negotiations or something. Negotiate my. Jury duty pay, please. <laughs> please. That Damn, that's work. terrible, man. Are... I've just never understood the concept of jury duty. And I know we got some legal experts listening, Mr. Smith. But it would make more sense to me if they trained a group of people who could like be objective purveyors of looking mm-hmm. at these cases. 
I don't know if that would work, bro. Why not? I just don't think that would be. I don't think people could easily be swayed. You know what I'm saying? Even if you train them to do a certain thing. Well, I mean, not only that, he said it's 694,000 people in Jefferson County. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you take 100,000 people that's willing and just rotate them people, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mix their groups up every now and then. That is way different than me. I I just don't know why a whole group of people with different levels of stupid, (laughs) different levels of racist, Mm -hmm. different levels of everything get to just be in a random pool. I've been on jury duty before. Mm. And it was a case about a, a grandfather who had been molesting, he was sexually abusing his daughters, mm. but had started molesting his grandchildren. Mm. Because I guess his daughter's, daughter and not daughters, but his daughter and her his niece had gotten too old for him. And so when they had kids, he started molesting them. And a little bitty girl said, granddaddy, this, that. We had somebody in the jury that I guess had such a strong, deep relationship with her grandfather. Mm-hmm. She couldn't conceptualize how a old a grandfather could do that. Mm-hmm. And so she didn't believe it. Right. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, this is the evidence. She was trying to make all the excuses. I think the kids were coached. I don't believe the mother and what? the aunt. Yeah. Either way. Why would you coach your kids to I'm sorry. We found them guilty despite that woman. Uh, I was not at the age where I was aggressive and assertive enough to really kind of talk about how I felt. I was really quiet mm-hmm. in the whole process. But, you know, some dudes strong-armed her into, you know, just believing that he did that stuff. I believe the kids were. So all I'm saying is, like, mm-hmm. I just don't understand or value. I don't say I don't value it, but I don't understand how that go. Hmm. Because I, I just don't think you can say, well, it gives you an opportunity to be uh, it's a civil duty, sir. Well, not even that, but it gives you it gives people an opportunity to be tried by a jury of their peers, mm-hmm. you know. But you know, uh, ten yeah. white people and two black people ain't really peers. That ain't your peers, you know what I'm saying? For a black man, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Unless peers is just a very different definition <laughs> than what we're thinking about. You know what I'm saying? I think I think it is. Peter like, just mean another peers. American. He, he's a he's an American. He lives in the same state as you. Of course, he's gonna he's gonna judge you fairly. He, he don't Possibly. live in the same state as me. <laughs> well, I live in the state of confusion with all this racism, <laughs> <laughs> and he live in the state of bliss. <laughs> he ain't got to deal with, with this, this pri- privilege. <laughs> I'm privileged to do what I want to do. He got to deal with this shit. But uh, let's get to some Damn. of these news stories okay. going on. What you got? The first one I got is Kylie Jenner, the self-made billionaire. So <laughs> have you heard them reports? <laughs> yeah. You heard the reports about she's Kylie She's going to be the youngest in, in, in Forbes. Youngest billionaire in Forbes. She ain't even finna be no billionaire. Like they com- combining her mama and family money with the money she making with her. Kim Kardashian said that we are all self-made. In the family. We're ain't, all self-made. Ain't nobody self-shit. Look, if Kim Kardashian says it, it's got to be true, right? No. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's what she said. Listen, she got the same name as Kim Jong-un, okay? So, I ain't listening Damn. to her. All right? Damn. Sorry, Kim's brother, of the world. Brother, no. I ain't listening the to brother you. brother knows. You know what I'm saying? Damn, I ain't think about that. One Kim... Talking about being self-made, and one Kim is trying to destroy our way of life through manipulating our president. So, well, I think the other Kim did that too. Well, no, she got some black woman off prison, out of prison, right? 
yeah. <laughs> Not really. See, what that was, what that was, was Donald Trump <laughs> trying to get a photo op. Yeah, of course. That was Donald Trump trying to cater to the African American community. Right. But Knowing that we don't like, but we I'm, don't like her. I'm not going to steal this, so I'm going to give him credit for it. D.L. Hughley, in one of his most recent interviews, because he on the, on the book tour, mm-hmm. said that. Yes, Donald Trump let that woman go, but he's put judges in place that's going to ensure that black people get the same kind of sentence that she get. Right. He's created the same kind of rhetoric that's going to cause police to put the same kind of charges and, and be as aggressive with her as, as, as with all other black people. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how is he really doing something to help the black community if he's helping one black person? Right. You know, if he wanted to help the black community and make sure stuff like Alice Johnson don't happen again in the future, then you got to choose people who have legislative views that will help in the community when it comes to the African American African American culture. Right. He will not have a harsh rhetoric of allowing the police to be the judge, jury, executioner and giving them a pass for it. Mm-hmm. And those are things that he had. I don't think I don't think Donald Trump knows people outside of his circle. Does that make sense? Like, I don't think he knows the type of people that are in America that's outside of what he knows. I don't think he cares to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like he wants to take the time out to be like, well, you know what? I, mean, I let her go. Then he was, didn't he do something where after he let her go, he was talking to all the players in the NFL, and if he was like, if you know somebody who's in jail who shouldn't, who shouldn't yeah. be, Hey, hit hit, hit my toll free number. <laughs> hit me hit up. Me hit up. Eight eight eight, eight president. Yeah, president. Which is, sounds a lot like, uh, sir, you just want a free boat? Come on down here and pick it up. <laughs> and then they arrest your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I remember them. They used to do that shit all the time. Um, I don't know, man. Like, but the fact that he diminished African American athletes down to just having friends in jail. Mm-hmm. You know it. It ain't that we want our friends out of jail. Some of our friends deserve to be in jail. Exactly. But the ones that don't, we don't want a system that presumes their guilt while presuming a police officer's innocence Mm -hmm. when he may be wrong. You know what I'm saying? And even if the person doing the crime is wrong in America, we have a system that says the way we deal with wrong is they are tried in a court of law. Mm-hmm. They are not tried by the officer that's arresting them. Right. You know, so we need a stronger rhetoric about what the police officer's role should actually be mm-hmm. and give a people the opportunity to get to the justice that has been defined by our society, by American society. But body cams, they have body cams. Body cams don't work. It's the body cams. The body cams are supposed to be the thing that stops all of that. Body cams get, is are inconvenient, uh, not inconveniently, but or conven- conveniently getting shut off. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, they're conveniently sound is cutting off on them while the video's still showing to keep you from knowing what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, conveniently, they go black, which I think it means they, they covering their hands on them. Right. Or when the police uh, department actually releases the video footage, it's been edited. A lot. You know. I, but again. A they, random stranger using their cell phone is better hey, than a body cam. Hey, on point. But we're 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 trying to help the problem by doing that. We're trying to solve what you're what you're talking about. We're putting body cams on the cops. That way, we have everything documented, and we we don't less killings. Right? Look, the problem with the police department, just like the problem with the education system, just like the problem with politics, is that 
it, it's still they still good old boy systems. Oh, they'll always be there until there's a, a real change. They still good old boy systems that was made by good old boys. Mm-hmm. And the problem ain't changing what they wear. It's about changing the culture of how those people feel about the people that they policing. Right. The, right now, black people ain't valued. No. Not at all. Not one not one bit. Not one bit. And it's crazy because I don't know if I don't know I don't know what happened. Like, I know this used to happen back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Police used to rough you up, beat your ass, and throw you in an alley and some shit like that back in the day. You know what I'm saying? And then it got to a point where it'd be a killing here and there. And, you know, you'd be like, Oh, like, when did that but now it's just so it's so rampant and it's so blatant now. You know what I'm saying? Like right now it's a it's a it's at a point where shit, man, like now if you hear about something like that, you kind of just like, well, I guess they got somebody else. You know what I'm saying? It, it, and then I remember I remember at one point in time in our lives when the biggest problem we had was overpopulation of prisons. We ain't got to worry about that no more because they're killing everybody now, you know? So I just, I don't know, man. It, it's The world's so different now. And um, Yeah, Hughley, and I've been on his, I've been watching his interviews, but he makes some good points. The name of his book is How Not to Get Shot and Other uh, Tips from White People. <laughs> like, that's the name of his book. <laughs> uh, but he said that because it's a matter of perception and experience. Mm-hmm. When he was eight years old him and his cousin went to free lunch day um in california uh he grew up in la Mm. but they had free lunch day and when they came back a police officer pulled him over and basically said uh he said that the car they was looking for somebody like a random black person that neither one of them knew and they were like we don't don't know who you're talking about Mm. they put their hands on the hood of the car and he said that's back when cars ran hot Mm-hmm. And so he said the hood was hot and he pulled his hands off and the police officer said, nigga, if you take your hands off of that hood again, I'm going to blow your head off. Mm-hmm. And and he said that there was a smell on the officer's breath. And to this day, he couldn't identify it, but he said it was garlic. And to this day, he don't eat garlic because that's how deep the trauma was from that experience. Damn. And... That's happening to the young black people over in those kind of communities, while in the white communities, they getting they going to Officer Thomas pool party. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like because he is a member of their community because he live over there, because he go to the house in all the neighborhood or the housing authority or the meeting that they have for they they community, mm-hmm. and he tells them, you know, if y'all have any problems, come to this address. Mm-hmm. And we don't have that in the black communities. And not only that, but the the officers that patrol the rich, wealthy neighborhoods ain't the same officers that patrol these other ones. Like when you talk talk about Antoine Rose, mm-hmm. that officer who had just got hired and ninety minutes later was shooting Antoine Rose in the back, mm-hmm. he got fired from his last place because he was brutal mm-hmm. and because he was not honest. Mm-hmm. Like that's what happened to him. But those are the kind of officers that are patrolling our communities you know yeah. what i'm saying so it just creates a situation yeah. where the culture has to change you know they have to value us more and before but before they value us more i ain't gonna say before they value us more they need to value us more because we humans right but we need to find a way to come together somehow we need to find a way to 
value each other, value ourselves. Or how about hiring people out of the neighborhood that know the people in the neighborhood? But it's hard to do that when the campaign on the police is so bad right now. You know, mm-hmm. I had a buddy from Red Lobster that went to go work for the police. And when he first came back in and he sat at my table and ate with me, he was like, you know what, Mr. On Point? The hardest part about this job is that wearing that uniform, I I carry all the sins of everybody that wore that uniform before me. That's he said, terrible. y'all like, uh, he went to a house, responded to a call of a lady mm-hmm. who broke, who had her house broken. And mm-hmm. when they got there, she wouldn't let them in. She was mad because she said, y'all arrested my brother in early 2000s. And he said, ma'am, in early 2000s, I was in diapers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, he was a young cat. He yeah. was like, I, I was a baby back then. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was his experience with the situation. It was not early 2000s. It was a little bit before that. But, right. you know, that's the situation. It, it's not necessary. At this point, it's not like if you took every police officer and took them from their community that they live in and just had them police the communities they live in, it would still be a lot of issues with police in the poor neighborhoods because of the campaign that's been against the poor neighborhoods that police officers already in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That'll be, that's really complicated. Man, how do we get here from college? How do we get here from college Jenner? Oh my goodness. Let's see. We went from college Jenner. Then we went to Kim Jong-un. Then we went to Trump. Then we went from Trump to... To police Oh, to Alice Alice Johnson. And then Alice Johnson to talking about drugs and policing. Right. Wow. (laughs) We went... She already caused the trouble. (laughs) Kim? Kim? Who's some good Kims? Lil... Who's good Kim? Lil Kim. She got she got a catalog. She she ain't even who she used to be. I'm talking about her music. I ain't never listened to my music. I just know she was really like she she just had dirty music. My mama wanted to let me listen to that. You were one of them. What? Couldn't yes no no absolutely could not listen to me. My mom, bro, I grew up in church. Oh yeah, you grew up church church. My mama wouldn't let us watch Power Rangers because Lord Zed looked like a demon. We could watch it when Rita was on it, but when Lord Zed came in. He had a visor and a Z on his head. But his body was like, you know how when you look in the anatomy book, that picture of you with no skin? That's what his whole body looked like. The anatomical man or whatever. Yeah, that's what his whole body looked like. So my mama came in and saw. had a Z on his head. She came in and saw us one him saw him one time. He had a red and she saw his body and said, Ooh, that looked like a demon. Y'all can't watch that show no more. She did this in one of our in front of one of our friends too. I would that nigga uh, went I to could. school talking about Hey y'all, Mr. On Point can't watch Power Rangers no more. I would have understood if she said something like Zordon or something like that, but Zordon Zed Lord was what? No, Lord Zed was the bad guy, right? I know what I'm saying. Zordon was that little floating in it. He was just a floating head. I know. She could have been like, that's a bad spirit. You can't watch it. I could have understood it. This nigga got a Z on his head with a red visor. My mama didn't have no logic <laughs> behind what she did, man. She just had Jesus behind it. Well, She went off of what she felt. Can't argue that, huh? She went off of what she felt. I understand that. Damn. Power ain't no power rangers in your house. <laughs> Shit, I would have been mad as hell. But uh, you know, but yeah. That Lil being Kim, said, Lil Kim don't count to me. She got good. She got a good catalog. She got some good good stuff, it's man. Subjective. I don't know <laughs> no other Kims. See, Kim Possible. Nah, she ain't even <laughs> real. That, the animation was bad on that show. 
My brother used to love that show. He probably the show was do. good. The animation was bad. I got you. Well, you know, ain't no good Kims. Damn. But what level of privilege must you have to be considered? And not not only this, but check this out. A GoFundMe was started mm-hmm. for Kylie Jenner to donate enough money to her for her to become the first self-made youngest female being. What? I guess, man. These People damn going, Jenners and Kardashians are just ruining the the, the state of. You know what, man? I, honestly, I don't know what business she owns. Does she own what? Yeah, makeup. It's the business. makeup business. So they, I mean, the but Kardashians, they only make about eight million dollars a year. So how is she gonna be? The, I think they pooling all the Kardashian money and assets together for that because. She probably will be the first child connected to a family with her own income that is close to making a billion dollars, maybe. Blue I think could probably come in and be like, come on. But see, that, and that's the thing. Like, <laughs> like come if on. Blue Ivy make a makeup company, now is she going to be the first near black billionaire? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't know the measure. Yeah, I don't Kylie know Jenner don't got almost a billion dollars in her bank account. I don't think she got almost a billion dollars in assets. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's based off projections. I don't know enough about that, but maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know either. I guess Forbes is just like we just she's close enough. Let's just put her in there and let's do it. So wow. Kylie Jenner. That's scary. Um, okay. This is not on that level, but uh uh I got a story about a New Jersey teacher getting fired because she was accused of kissing a student in the classroom. Um now this is a high the high school teacher was accused of kissing a 17-year-old student and sending him nude photos as well as sexually explicit texts. Now, her name is Chelsea Hines. She's 25 years old. Uh, She was arrested last month on three counts of endangering the welfare of a child through sexual contact. Now, wow. Um, Apparently, what happened was she was in the classroom with the child, with the student. They somebody caught them kissing and that's it you know what i'm saying like the, the board found out about it and they basically was like you are banned from the being on school grounds um let's see it actually let's see district officials issued a statement this is what they said on the matter we are we have the highest expectation for professional behavior on the part of our staff and well-being of our students um that is our foremost concern Please know that we handled this matter professionally and cooperated fully with relevant law enforcement officials as soon as we became aware of the situation. Now, when I look at that, I'm like, became aware. So, is this happening regularly or? What do we, okay, what do we do about stuff like this in school? Because it seems like it happens every other month and it's been happening for years now. These teachers are like 25 years old, leaving college. They see some 17-year-old boy and just like, I got to have him. I want him. And I know, I remember, I know Red, we, y'all have had stories like this before. Red was like, ain't no way that I would have <laughs> any situation with a boy. <laughs> a 17-year-old boy. 19-year-old. If he 20, he'll boy to me. So... I mean, well, what do you do about this kind of stuff, man? Because it's, it happens all the time. All the time. Like, I feel like, sometimes I feel like 
Because I don't remember, I don't know about you, I don't remember having young teachers when I was in school. Do you? I, right now, I really can't gauge teachers based on age. I just, I can only gauge them based on fineness. <laughs> and then we have some fine teachers. Yeah. And we have some teachers that weren't so fine. Yeah, Miss Cox, she was fine. Yeah. Miss Adams, she was white fine. That's, you know, yeah. that's different than black. That's the regular fine. Fine is, for me, is the, like, that's black. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just because right. my eyes are calibrated to, right. you know, black females. Right. The darker the skin, the better for me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. But right. I don't I don't put no bounds on it. It's a range in, in that. But yeah, white teacher, fine is different. You know what I'm a, saying? I had a teacher, Miss Davis, who did home egg, and she was fine. She was real fine. White fine is like. She was white fine. I understand that to white guys, she is banging. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That That's white fine. I don't remember no. no Black teachers that look good, and, and when I was in school, it's be the white teachers. Miss Cox she used to call me Ed Lover, and she had a real <laughs> smooth voice. She taught history. <laughs> I everything I do, man. She called me Ed Lover. Uh, well, Chelsea, I mean Chelsea Hunt is is that's it. She's but what I, we I do? She's done. What do we do about this? I don't think as much we can do about it. But let me tell you something. I am a therapist. I have a whole caseload full of people. And some of the people that you interact with just have great energy about them. You know what I'm saying? Right. And they just are good people and they have good thoughts. And it's like, if you never, ever saw potential in somebody before, as a counselor, Working with people over different people over and over, mm-hmm. you'll know what potential look like after you do that for so long. Now, for me, when I see that potential in a person, because I'm not a sexualizing creep, mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks like I like to mentor that person. Right. I like to be somebody that person can look up to and 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 you know be motivated uh, and motivate and be motivated by over the duration of that person's you know travels and growth. And right. I have a couple of kids that. Well, didn't even plan on going to college that's about to graduate from college now. And and that's just an amazing it's amazing feeling an amazing feeling to be connected to somebody who be like, Your words did something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What well, you told me that day when I was in high school still stay with me. Like it's you feel something like that. Yeah. And so I imagine teachers being around so many kids see that every now and then. But if you create a person with that sexualized creep nature, they gonna see that as something more than what could be an appropriate relationship with that person. Mm -hmm. And so I think what we seeing is teachers that ain't really built to be exposed to those kind of high energy connections and relationships. I guess. But I mean, if you're gonna kiss the boy, kiss him outside of the classroom. Shit. (laughs) I mean, if you're gonna do it, like if you're gonna do this shit, Figure it out the best way. Why Some would people you do stuff for the thrill, man? I mean, what kind of thrill you get from a seventeen-year-old? It ain't about the seventeen. Like the people who people who looking for a thrill like that, it's like voyeurism. It's right. like people who like. It's like sex is cool, but man, it's it's twenty times better if we doing it outside or if we doing it somewhere <laughs> we could get caught. You know what I'm saying? I've been down that road before. I'm, so, I'm just saying <laughs> that to me, I've been to down me, that road like. 
I, I mean, I've had sex outside, but to me, that is just, it's anxiety provoking. Right. It's, I don't want to be seen. You know what I'm saying? It's right. not, this is exhilarating. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, so I can do without it. Right, right, you right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'll probably do it again yeah. if that's her thing, but for me, mm-hmm. not my thing, you know? But I just think that's, that's a component. I just think it takes a really, really specific type of person to have that kind of mind susceptibility uh lack of sexual discernment mm-hmm. for age or maybe even just a predisposition to want to have sex with somebody that's younger mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying right. i've always posited that a uh pedophiles are people who at the point in their childhood where they should have where their ideas of who they were attracted to should have moved up mm-hmm. something in they traumatic life halted that and their version of what they're attracted to was frozen in time and so a man that only likes 12 year old girls Mm -hmm. at the point in time where he was 12 and liked 12 year old girls Mm -hmm. and he should have moved up to liking 13 year old girls and up to liking older girls or or liking the kind of girls he liked I think something happened that froze that in time Hmm. and I believe that happens to women too I just think our society with that as the double-edged sword, men are going to get a much, have a much, much harder time with that than women. I didn't even think about it like that. Cause I always look at it as like women are always more mature than, than we are and they mature faster than we do. So I always look at it as like a situation where if you're, if you, you know, as far as women are concerned, if they mature faster than us or they, their mindset matures faster than we ours do. What what about somebody who's at? But I mean, you just explained it, and which makes a lot more sense. But I never looked at it that way. I always thought it was like you you you're a twenty five year old woman. What a seventeen year old boy gonna do for you? Maybe she just stuck in seventeen. Maybe that's the case. I mean, maybe maybe she had a childhood boyfriend that she couldn't get over at seventeen, and that was the case. Damn, but we... the thing is, if a, if an eighteen year old dude dating a thirty year old woman, all the eighteen year olds giving that dude props. Yeah. You know, and so to society, it don't look crazy, you know, but if it's an 18 year old girl and a 30 year old man, they trying to figure out if he was outside the high school trying to poach. Yeah, you know wait, what I'm no, saying? No. Hey, come on over here and get in my car. But a big part of me. that come with misogyny and a history of men being aggressive towards women mm-hmm. and molesting women and doing, or doing whatever they want to do to women. That, it, that comes with that history. It ain't yeah. supposed to be equal in, in that sense. Yeah. You know, hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's how life works these days. Anyway, it's uh, it's an unfair race to say the least. But I guess we all got to run it, right? We got to run that's it, crazy, man. man. I don't oh, know what to do if a teacher tried to kiss me. Like, I ain't gonna say. <laughs> Listen, man, that's that age where you ain't got no control. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's when my book is in front of my pants all the time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like I'm already holding please my Please don't call me to the chalkboard, yeah. please. Especially if you look good. Oh Lord. Yeah. Teacher tried to kiss me. I might just kiss her back. Hard. <laughs> like I've been waiting on this all my life. Not knowing that it's wrong. I've had a situation like that before. Hmm. I just thought about that. With a teacher? Nah. One of my mama's friends. Oh dang. <laughs> How old are you? I had to be 16 and she was like she had to be like late 20s and she was so one of your mama younger friends 
Something like that, yeah. Your yeah. mama wasn't your mom. Yeah, your mama no, couldn't have been in her late twenties when you were sixteen. Yeah, exactly. That was one of her younger friends. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> Damn. And it went more than just a kiss. Nah, that's where it went. And then I thought she kind of figured out, like, oh shit, like I can't do this with you. And I was like, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? Yes, you can. Yeah, that was that was. I just thought about that. Mm-hmm. Mm, then brought up some past trauma. Like, I just thought about that shit. That's some wild fucking shit. I'll never get how to... I ain't gonna tell the story. I can't. I might. <laughs> yeah, damn, yeah. I just thought about that shit. That was wild as fuck that night. Because I was in there. I actually tried her. And I think she was thought I was gonna get scared. And I was like, nah. <laughs> like, I know what I want. It is like it happened, like the kiss happened, and then that motherfucker straightened up and was like, "Oh, you gotta get go in your room, get out of here," because my, my mom. She was said gone. it like that. Yeah, she kissed you and said, "Go to your room." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was crazy. It was a terrible, terrible situation. Damn, that brought up some memories. Damn. I, you know, went I on just, into the bedroom. I just, I just thought about it. I, just, I literally just realized that shit happened to me. <laughs> literally just realized. And I only think my mama know. I only, well, I was scared that I was going to get in trouble. Because I, I went in there trying to. I, I literally went in there. I was like, that motherfucker look good. I was like, fuck it. I'm 16. Fuck it. I done had sex a couple times. It can't be too hard. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, she was late 20s. She probably, she might have been 30. Might have been 30 years old. But I remember going in there. I never, well, I'm telling the story now. I, she she came and she was staying because she, she had to stay because she had to go somewhere else the next day. And she was driving far and shit like that. <coughs> and she, and you know, my, her, my mom was like real cool. She was like, yeah, you can stay here. Whatever. And my mom worked nice at that time. And I'll never forget, like, my mom was going to work and she was up there watching TV. And I was like, back there, dick hard in the motherfucking. And I was like, fuck this. I went up there talking shit. Was like, just talking shit. Just like, I know I'm finna hit this ass. And I think she was, she was just like entertaining the bullshit for a little while. She was just, I guess she thought if she kissed me, I was gonna get scared and run away. And we kissed. And I looked at her and I was like, what do we do next? And she was like, you need to go to your room like, right now. And just stay in there for the rest of the night and go to sleep. What you think happened after that? You think she told your friend, your little boy came in here and I, done, I tried to scare him and kissed him? My mom shoots motherfuckers, so no. Oh. <laughs> my mom is gangster. My mom don't play that bullshit. My uh-huh. mama friends wouldn't have tolerated us talking to them crazy. That would have got my ass whooped. Like I said, I think she was just entertaining the bullshit at the time. Like, I really think she was just like, I'm going to just see how far this little nigga going to go. And then I'm going to scare him off. You know what I'm saying? And me, I was bold. You know what I'm saying? I was bold as fuck then. Fuck that shit. I'm finna I'm finna see if I can get it. And she about 45 today. Yeah. You still know her? No. I don't know where she is. I ain't <laughs> seen her forever. Oh, so, I don't know. So if your <laughs> So if you found out that one of your wife's friends kissed your 16 year old son what would be your response okay so 
Let me just preface this. Hanging out with you and Red changed my perception of shit. Like, probably a few years ago, before I knew y'all, I was like, oh, hell yeah, little nigga. <laughs> but now when I, now knowing, talking to you guys and knowing what I know, I'm like, oh, we got a problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a situation. You know what I'm saying? Because just talking to you guys, I understand that, like, that could ruin his, the rest of his life. Like, that could traumatically send him into a place where he can't have a normal relationship anymore. You get what I'm yeah. saying? And I don't want, I don't want my kid to, I want my kid to live a, a normal, as a normal life that they possibly can. They already got a bad from being a black person. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. As much, uh, the less mental anxiety I can keep off of them, the better. Like if I can lift those, those mental things like those bad mental memories and shit like that off of them and have them have a regular happy life the better i'll feel as a parent you know what i'm saying and i yeah. ain't, i ain't never think about that shit till i start hanging out with y'all asses but i don't want my kid to go through i don't want them to have um horrible relationships i want them to, to grow up have healthy um relationships i want them to have a healthy just a healthy lifestyle and not be weighed down mentally yeah. i don't want them to have some shit that's gonna hold them back for the rest of their life and they, they ain't gonna do shit you know what i'm saying like yeah. i don't want that to happen to them I, um but i would i would most definitely look at that as a problem and see where I, how i could figure it out from there because I, I just don't want that to happen to my kid man i i you just don't never until you come across people who think differently and understand shit differently and all of that shit you don't like I said, if I would never met y'all, I probably would have been thinking the same shit. Like, oh, go ahead, little nigga. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> but like, no, that's like, I don't want him to be wrecked. I don't. Because that could fuck him up. That could go two different ways, especially if it's a situation where she rejects him after that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, now this nigga's fucked up. We got to figure out how to unwind that 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 rejection and then you know what I'm saying and then yeah. I got to figure out what's going on with her why is she kissing my son you know what I'm saying like yeah. why is this shit going on so it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's funny how you you come across people and who challenge the way you think and show you that like a lot of the shit that you was thinking back in the day was not healthy or not the way to think so but you know and and that's like that's how I thought Mm-hmm. Like there is nothing that the average man thinks, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Whether it's toxic masculinity or just inappropriate that I haven't thought before mm-hmm. at a certain point, I had to have a conversation with myself about whether what I think is healthy mm-hmm. and what makes sense. Mm-hmm. Misogyny only makes sense for the benefit of men, right? Patriarchy, patriarchy only makes sense for the benefit of men. If you start looking at people and thinking of of them and how does it make sense in the context of men and women, mm-hmm. both being able to achieve the best things that they can achieve, it make you challenge that stuff. So like that that, that those ways of thinking when I was younger was actually how I thought. I was like, you know, my first girlfriend when I was sixteen was twenty three. Damn, and I thought I was doing something. You know, to me that was a thing, mm-hmm. but in reality. <laughs> Something was. I was, crazy. you know, yeah. raped <laughs> for all intents and purposes. Yeah, for all intents and purposes, the, t- the technicality of my interaction with her right. was I was a, a minor and she was an adult. Right. 
and we had sexual interaction. Right. That was a problem. Right. No matter how much facial hair I had or right. how mature it looked like I was, right. you know, right. it was wrong. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, oh, yeah, my, my girlfriend, 23. <laughs> and, oh, all of my, oh, 23, boy, how you pull her? You know what exactly, I'm saying? Like, exactly, exactly. But I was thinking exactly. it was positive. And I just, I, I think that I'm just so happened to get out of that unscathed and it not be something that impacted me severely. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was younger than that, I even had some interaction with a girl that was a teenager. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That was very inappropriate when right. I was like 11 or 12 myself too. Right. You know, but that's how the dynamic in our society is. Men can still get out of that relatively unscathed, mm-hmm. you know, um, but they also, but the ones who are not unscathed, they have it, they have to go at it alone mm-hmm. because society also ain't prepared to address a man that's had some sexual abuse when they was little. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not, not when it was, not even sexual abuse, but sexual abuse the way that I had. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. really abuse, so to speak. I mm-hmm. was doing it because I thought I was, you know, I thought I was cool doing it, but in reality, I shouldn't have been dating somebody that was older than me, and she shouldn't have been doing that. And if society found out, she would have been in really, really big trouble. Right, 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 right. And I don't that's think my mama ever even knew how old that girl was. For damn. <laughs> she just came up I mean, like, hey. Drove you, up in her car and was like, hey, yeah, I got to like, pay my bills today, pay my rent. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, she didn't look old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, 23 ain't old. Yeah. But she she but looked like, like she could be. But she was what, 16? You know, she looked like she could be a high school girl. Right. You know? I mean, and when you get a new mate, you know, your folks didn't say, bring that, make sure you bring that birth certificate through. Yeah, exactly. They you know, like, oh, that's so and so, just such a nice young man or young woman. But that's what I'm going to do with my kids. I'm going to be like, got to meet your folks. Yeah. And that's the How thing. How old is your daughter? Yeah. I think the biggest thing, too, like I said before, man, I think a lot of it has to do with what type of mental, I, get, I don't know if it's a such thing as mental genetics, but you know what I'm saying? Like, who they mom, I, I'm real particular now about who I'm going to date because I want to potentially have somebody, who, date somebody who potentially going to be my wife who's going to have kids with. But I got to look, they mental state. Like, if you crazy, that shit might pass down. And I got enough crazy for both of us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I got enough crazy for me and whoever I'm with. So that's why I'm like, it's scary because I don't, I just look, I just look at shit real fucking different. Like, hanging out with y'all asses, I look at shit real differently now. Like, the shit's like a fucking, like a new painting or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Is it, is it like more work? Is it draining that new way no. of looking at things no it ain't draining it's just it's just it's different it's just like i don't i don't look at things i just don't look at things the same you know what i'm saying like i now look at the mental health aspect of everything now mm-hmm. which is not a bad thing you know what i'm saying now i'm sitting up here singing the praises of like mental you know what i'm saying after i i, I was going to the therapist at one point in time and doing that shit and then hanging out with you guys and just you know, now I've seen the praises like, yo, yo, you need to get your shit checked. Hey, you need to get your therapist, dog. You need to get that shit out. Like, I need to start going back to my therapist. I got shit, pent up shit that I need to, like, get the fuck out. So I need to start back going to my therapist and stuff like that, too. But I don't think I was actually, I just used to be like, man, that motherfucker just crazy. Fuck that bullshit. They ain't shit. But now, um, 
now understanding, actually going through the process of having a therapist and having therapist friends, understanding the process and knowing that there are people out there that actually listen to you and can help you with what's going on in you. When I first went to my therapist, man, the the first day I went, I learned so much about why I am the way I am. You know, I just had some really shitty ha- shit happen to me when I was a kid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like my dad and situation with me not being with my parents for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like shit like it was just a lot of shit that I never really was like, oh, that's why? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, but once that happened and then just like I said, talking to you guys, it, it just ended up being a situation where I'm just like, you fucked up in the mind? You need a therapist, <laughs> and I think that's healthy for the black, especially in the black community, man. Like, I, we just don't, we don't do that. We just don't, and I don't understand. Now that I've been through the process, I'm like, why? What's the big deal? Why not? Why don't we do that? The of the clients that I have, the hardest clients to deal with. Or cause I'm predominantly work with kids, kids and family, mm-hmm. but I work with the family through the kids. Mm-hmm. So there's always a kid involved, sometimes a family. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The hardest ones to deal with are when there is a generational gap, when it's a young child who is being taken care of by their grandparents. Mm-hmm. Because the problem with black elders and older people is that they were alive when a lot of mental illness was thrown into jail. Mm -hmm. They were alive during the uh, syphilis experiment, Tuskegee syphilis experiment. Mm -hmm. They were alive to see uh, a white society acting aggressively towards them and telling them, you don't deserve the same care we got. My grandma, we used to drive to go see my daddy every other week in Columbus, Georgia. He was Mm -hmm. in prison from my age three to like 14 roughly mm-hmm. and every time we would pass by a like a semi truck she would have like a mini panic attack you told me that you know what I'm before. saying yeah you told me about that because and I never asked her this I asked her this after I became a therapist I started asking my family all kind of stuff after the last time I went to Thanksgiving when my, my all my aunts and, aunts and uncles were all together I asked them I asked one of them what what whooping do you remember that Uncle Reginald got? And I asked all of them what whipping the and, and it sparked up a whole conversation about a lot of stories I never heard. Mm. And I it was just really, really good to hear my family reminiscing and smiling and saying, Ooh, daddy this, you shouldn't have did that to daddy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And remember that time you did this, Regina, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I started asking a lot of questions after I became a therapist. So my grandma I asked her, Grandma, what happened with you in trucks? Like, why you always act like that? She said, when your daddy was about eight and I was, uh, you know, driving down the interstate, uh, a truck hit us. And she had to have brain surgery. Mm-hmm. And they had to cut all her hair off. They told her she wasn't going to walk again. And they did her surgery under the hospital in the basement where they store supplies. This is where they did black people surgery. Mm-hmm. And the room was so small. They had to have a little room that was sterile, but the room was so small that my daddy stood outside of that glass 
watching my watching his mama hair get cut off and brain get cut into. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the world that people my grandmama's age and a little bit younger remember. Mm-hmm. They remember those traumas and they have universal trauma. And you know what? As a culture, they blamed the white people because at the time it was white people's fault. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I ain't saying white people out of the clear on a lot of stuff. Right. But white people are no longer in mass sitting around a table trying to figure out think about this man you know old racist white people yeah. they had to sit at the table together get a stick put a piece of paper on it and write go home nigga on it like they they, they were sitting around at home doing uh coloring signs yeah that had racist shit on it like exactly. it a was lot a, of them it was in a racist journal exactly they were using pass you know what i had to battle for a quarter so i feel like i feel like I feel like when the uh, when the corner store owner saw them coming in for them poster boards, he knew what they were finna write on them. He was like, "Oh, you're going down to the church to write some more uh, signs to well, now. to keep these Negroes from coming to the school system." That's it. We yep. gonna keep these Negroes out. Kick them out of here, all of them. Hey, try to make them clever. <laughs> Don't just put "go home, nigger." <laughs> make it rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I'm just saying. He said, make it rain. <laughs> make it rain. <laughs> you a fool if you think you coming to our school. <laughs> we don't like tools, and we even hate coons. I don't know. I don't know. It's not a lot of things you can you can rhyme with racist terms like nigger. Like what can you rhyme with nigger? Nothing. Nothing white. I mean, <laughs> trigger. <laughs> <laughs> or, or what can you rhyme with coon? <laughs> you know, you know Hassan Minaj, <laughs> the comedian. Yeah, he was on the Breakfast Club recently, and I guess Charlemagne had never heard Dune Coon, <laughs> which is basically you know a sand sand nigga. Sand nigga you yeah. know what I'm saying? That's what they call you know Indian yeah. people. Yeah. He just busted out laughing, and he shouldn't have because it was like offensive. Right. But he was like, "It's clever. It's funny." Like, okay, but you know, yeah. This man's telling you he was called a doom coon, and you just like hilarious. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He has no coof. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. I'm saying maybe back in the day, white people, except a few, you know, nigga lovers, right. would hold hands. You know, or, or the ones that will hold hands with the black people. You know what I'm saying? Right. Who got de- termed that? Mm-hmm. They sat around a, a a whole table saying, "How are we gonna keep these blacks out of our school?" Yeah. They had whole town hall meetings about how we gonna keep these blacks out of our neighborhood. Yeah. How are we gonna keep these blacks out of our hospitals? How are we gonna keep these blacks out of our uh, uh our stores and our shops? As a whole culture, they did that. They don't do that today. There's a whole bunch of people who got great grandparents who used to do that, mm-hmm. but that's not happening today. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. So I think that today we have an opportunity now to look at mental health for the value it has mm-hmm. and not be traumatized by it from the history that it has. Right. And and that's why I think like I think that's why you can see the black community being so resistant because what that really translates to is we're gonna be private. Right. That translates to as a community, we're not gonna tell those people who treated us like this nothing. Right. 
And before now, you couldn't find a Mr. On Point or a Red that were therapists that could work with you easily. It was all white people that, that you sat in front of. Mm -hmm. And there's still people today that ain't comfortable with having a white therapist. If they black, they want to be telling a black person they stuff. Now, that mm -hmm. don't guarantee that the black person going to handle it right, right and the white person going to handle it wrong. But at this point, it's just a game of perception. Mm -hmm. You know? So when, I, when it comes to older generation people, that's the ideas that they've trickled down to their youth. Right. We private. We don't talk about family stuff. My mom's like that. My mom's like that. And it's crazy, man. Like, it, it's just a lot of that stuff don't make no sense. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't. Like... Well, I mean, I can say that now because I I understand it a lot better. And I, I think that's the thing. I, I had a coworker that was just like talking about a lot of things that she was going to through. And I was just like, you need to, I said, you might need to just get a therapist and just kind of get some of that stuff out. And she was like, you talk to a therapist? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> if I need to get these things out of me, like I need to talk to a therapist. I'm like, it's just something that, that, that it, for me, it worked. And I'm not against, I'm not opposed telling telling somebody to, to do that. And I'm not opposed to going to one again. I would, and like, I think the biggest thing for me too was um, whoever I was with wanted me to go, before, you know what I'm saying, before I knew how it works. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I don't even go over that. That shit's gonna fuck up everything. But now it's like, I feel like that's a requirement with whoever I get with. Like before we get married, we just, we gotta have counseling, and I'm not talking about church counseling. <laughs> I, I'll hold my peace on that. <laughs> but we need to go to a therapist that's gonna help us out and make sure we're right for each. We're 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 communicating correctly, and we're actually moving in the right direction as a couple, so we can go ahead and get married. That's how I look at counseling for couples. You know what I'm saying? Just help guide us so we can. When we finally get this situation where we're living together, we don't kill each other. Just, I mean, that's just me. It's like my my standards and the way I want to do things now is completely different from what it used to be. Um, you know, and it's, I don't know. I think it's cool when a lot of people don't look at it that way. But, you know, what can you do? It is what it is. Wow. <laughs> How we get to that? We, bruh. Okay. <laughs> teacher. Okay. We talked about teacher the kissing teacher. the student. <laughs> teacher kissing the student. Getting then fired. We talked about uh, me getting kissed. Talk about you getting kissed. <laughs> so we go into your trauma. And then we talk about whether you would like for your child to go through that. Then we start talking about you starting to recognize mental health. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The importance of it. And that got us into the history of mental health and why the black community don't really fool with it. Wow. To why we... This is a deep show. Oh, well, we uh, are. We, we here. <laughs> you never know. Like, you just never know where these topics going to take you, man. That's what happened when you got, you know, ADHD cats sitting over there for, across from... <laughs> it go all over the place. I know. It's good, though. It's that good, was. Though. That was good. Well, it's your turn. What you got? Papa John. That Papa just sound John racist. I'm going down to Papa John house. Said the N-word. Surprised? Not really surprised. But I think it does pose a new dynamic. Which is? White people who don't think that the mere word itself is problematic. So hmm. Papa John said that word on purpose. 
but he wasn't calling nobody that or nothing. He was just referencing how Colonel Sanders has said the N word before, but and he said nigga like Colonel Sanders done said nigga and he hadn't had any backlash from that. Right. And he was just giving like a report on on racial sensitivity, but I have met a lot of white people who because they feel in their brains completely that they are not racist, that they can say a word that is inflammatory and it still not be a diagnosis of their racism. Right. You know, the dudes I played D&D with say that word in jest, and I don't, not in jest, but like in dialogue where we having a conversation where they could not say that word, they say it, but mm-hmm. because they don't believe that they racist. So I think that, I don't think they, I think that, a lot of white people look at at the n-word and they look at it in the sense of it must be bad if you mean something bad with it right versus just the word itself the word itself the word existing itself period Mm -hmm. was for our degradation right you know and i just don't i don't think they look at like that and and papa john's didn't look at like they don't give them a pass I think what that means is that white people need to understand what that word means when they use it. But that's the thing. We live in an age where you kind of know now. Like, it's no excuse for you not knowing. I don't know, man. We live in an age of information. I can literally look up what Jimmy Walker is doing well, let right me tell now, you what something. JJ from Good Times is doing. Let me tell you what's pushing me to challenge that notion. If all these white people who keep calling the police on people doing something random was keeping up with this uh, array of information they have at their fingertips, they wouldn't call the police. I'm telling you, all the white people who are watching these videos and all these people get fired, they ain't pulling out their phone when black folks around. Mm. But the fact that this keeps happening and keeps happening and people keep getting fired it's starting to make me question really how accessible is the information? Like, what do you look at on the internet? Like, I know people who just go check their email and then come back. Hmm. It's just me, you, and, and podcasts that check the Shade Room, mm. the Grio, different websites to get, like, you know, cultural-related news. Mm. But it's making me wonder how, how, do, they, how do we know they know? How do, how we, do you we not assume, know? We assume they know. It's, I can literally ask Google. I can literally hit a button on my on my phone and say, Google, tell me this. And it'll say, hey, this is what I pulled up. Okay, so. And then I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying we live in an age where technology is so advanced and it's, it's, it's blatantly in your face now. This is, <laughs> this is a computer. You have a computer on you at all times. I don't see how you don't know how to how to, even a flip phone. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Come on now. I, I just don't see how somebody could not understand that technology is so advanced that you can look up anything at any point in time, anywhere. I just don't get. I don't that. And maybe I'm ignorant for thinking that way. I don't. I. How could you not? But see, the thing is, how that, could you not? That logic can be used for anything. A butcher can say, "How can you not know how many stomachs a cow have when you got a phone and you got a computer with you? Like you should know." 
Like the you you should know that because you have the access to it in your hands. You should know. The question becomes: Checkmate. What reason do you have to figure to ask the question? How many stomachs do a cow have? I might need to get cow stomachs for my next soup. The answer is, <laughs> the answer is four, by the way. But why? <laughs> why would a white person search in Google what is the correct uh, way to use the I N word? Mean, how is how uh, how inflammatory is the N word? And you know what? Even if they put that in, how? What what straight answer would they? They not gonna get a straight answer. Let's find out. I'm gonna Google it now. What you Let's gonna see. Google? What words how, you gonna put in? I'm just gonna put in how inflammatory. Inflammatory is nigger. Hard er. I put the n word. Wow. The first thing that comes up is censoring Mark Twain's <laughs> N-word is un- unacceptable. <laughs> then there's nigger. Def- well, okay. Second thing, nigger definition of nigger by Merriam-Webster. Let's go into that and let's see. Using the N-word is more common than you or President so, Obama may think. So definition of here and here. Okay. Merriam-Webster dictionary definition of nigger. The first thing it says on the first definition is offensive. First thing it says, it says used as an, as an insulting and contemptuous term for a black person. The second definition, again, offensive, used as an insulting or contemptuous term for a member of any dark skinned race. Number three, now often offensive, a member of a class or group of people who are systematically subjected to discrimination and unfair treatment. And here's the sentence that they chose to use in Merriam-Webster Dictionary. It's time for somebody to lead all of America's niggers, <laughs> all the people who feel left out of the of the political process. Ron Dellums. Ron Dellums. Wow. And then it goes into the usage discussion of, I mean, it's pretty cut and dry right there. Don't you think? Yes. It is cut and dry right there. But what if a person is using that word in its raw form to reference somebody who said it? Because this, these definitions still don't say that if you say the word, saying it in itself is offensive. It's saying that it's used as insulting. So if a white person is not using it to insult you, why would they think that it's not a word they can use because it's just a word to them? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, if they're saying it in an angry context to evoke some emotion in you, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But what if they quote in Mark Twain? What if they quote in lyrics from their favorite rap song? So maybe I should change the way that I feel about it then. I don't think so. Yeah, I, you get what, what, but do you get what I'm saying? I know I get what you're if saying. You say, if you say if you're not saying it in the context, then maybe 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 Cole Jackson should calm down. Maybe Cole Jackson is getting out of hand when you hear that N word. He just ready to fight. <laughs> Maybe I should just calm down because hey, Bob's not racist. Bob Bob has kids. I know Bob's kids. We hang out all the time. He's not a racist guy at all. So maybe I should give Bob a pass. One of my friends told me that, you know, he don't understand the big deal with the N word because the word, you know, the C word, cracker, don't make him mad. It don't bother him. And I said, 
where there is a word that will bother you if it was connected to something that you deeply value and somebody used it wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like if your mom is overweight and has always struggled with her weight and you've seen your mom try to lose weight and and people call your mama fat, that word will do something to you. You know what I'm saying? You know what what word that made that I've seen white guys go crazy or want to fight? What's the that? F word. What word? The F word for for gays. Oh, yeah, that's I don't even want to say that. It's I don't like that word at all. Yeah, but if you call a white man that, oh, they ready to fight. Do I've you, seen it. Do happen. you know where that word come from? No. It's an episode of Louis C.K. where Louis C.K. said drop the F bomb. And they were joking. It was him, Hannibal Burst, and the other dude. And he said, and it was a gay dude at the table. And he said, Do you know where that word came from? They said, No. Nah. Back when they used to, um, back in the days when they used to burn witches, being gay was as big a problem as being a witch. Damn. But they would put the witch on a stake and throw a whole bunch of sticks down up under them. The sticks were called that word. Mm-hmm. F-A-G-G-O-T-A. Mm-hmm. I don't, just don't like saying it. No, That's neither. what the sticks that they lit on fire were called. But gay people got thrown down with those sticks. And they oh, were set wow. on fire with that while the witch was on. And that's where the term for them came from. The inflammatory term for them came from. Damn. You know? So that's fucked it's up. like when I learned the origin of it and how deeply. And, and I think that like as a human, I've never really said that word. Like generally speaking. I, I think I might have said that like. Once or twice when I've I was said younger, it before, and I was like, but probably through stupid. lyrics or probably through quoting something. Yeah. But I've never genuinely said that to a person to mean something negative towards their sexuality. You know what I'm saying? You know what's funny? I've heard my mom say that. I've, I've got I had a I had a cousin who came out one Thanksgiving, and we got in the car. And she just said, I can't believe he's an F word. And I was like, whoa. Damn, that's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Because he, he hit it for so long. It's, it was crazy because he came to Thanksgiving. It was one thing to be gay in my family. I don't have a problem with it. The elders do. It's another thing to be gay and with a white man. He brought a white man to Thanksgiving. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. That was the problem, right? That that took everybody into overdrive. Like, what the hell? Lizzie could have been black. Shit, you couldn't bring a, a black person up in here. It was crazy. It was that was that was one hell of a Thanksgiving too. Um, I heard my mom say that with no, with no, she didn't feel any kind of consequence. I mean, there was no pause. Yeah, there was no- like it was like no. She just shook her head, but you know, I even get. There's a security guard that works at at my uh, where I work at at my job, and he calls homosexuals sissies. I don't like that. My daddy called them punks. He was like, uh, "He old sissy." I'm like, "Man, just he ain't bothering you." Would, would, would you like them sissies? I was like, "He ain't bothering me. He ain't bothering nobody. He's just gay, man. Like, what's the? I don't, I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Like." I don't get it. But see, the thing, the thing with the F word, 
is I never really liked it because it was always used to denigrate another group of people. I mm-hmm. never liked it because I knew that's all it was for. Mm-hmm. Just like the word sissy or just like the word punk. I know that that's what they're for. They're just made to make another group, you know, just for you to feel superior to another group for, for a little minute. Mm-hmm. But when I found out the depth of the root of that word, when I found out the root of that word mm-hmm. is that they would rather burn you alive than let you exist in the way that you want to. Mm-hmm. When I found that out, a gay person in my world at that time that I knew, I knew I couldn't say that word because I knew that was a human. And I mm-hmm. knew that somebody I value. And I knew that their life at some point in their history was jeopardized when they heard that word. Mm-hmm. And it's the, And I feel like why is it so hard for white people to look at it in the same way? Why is it so hard for white people? Because we use it so comfortably, comfortably, I guess. We have comfort in, we have comfort in saying the word. Why can't I say it just like you? I I always say, if you want to go through my trials and tribulations, then sure. Why not? I think it's, you know, if they knew that somebody was called an N-word before they died and it was a point in time where they knew if it was a if it was more than one white man behind you calling you the n-word you were not finna have a good night you might survive but you you yeah. might not yeah i feel like if everybody really knew honestly what that word is done then it'll be different the problem is that, the problem that goes is, back to me saying how can you it's it's the shit is here you can find it. If you want to say it so bad, research what it is and figure out, know what it is, and then go with it after that. That's how I look at it. It's no, it's no reason why you shouldn't be able to look these things up and understand and get a better understanding. Or talk to your granddad. I'm pretty sure he done said he, he'll give you a history of it. <laughs> Most definitely will. I just, I don't know, man. From my perspective, we, you know, we reappropriated the word. It it don't have nowhere near the amount of power that it used to have. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It used to have the power to make, you know, a black man shaking his boots. And now, you know, we get to be mad at white people for saying it and they apologize or they get mm-hmm. fired. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what reappropriating a word looks like. Right. Some black people don't agree with it. You know, some black people don't like it, but that's the case. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I just think it's really, really hard. Um, it's hard for white people to look at what they've done as bad. And not white people, all white people or the ones that actually sat around that table or the ones who was writing them signs, mm-hmm. them. Not like not every white person, not every white person across our current society is bad. Not everyone across the past society is bad. You know, that's fine. But the ones that were bad <laughs> and the ones that had power mm-hmm. and the ones that are bad today that have power, mm-hmm. you know, are still in positions to create negative experiences for African-Americans. And I don't, you know, that word don't help they case period. Like, mm-hmm. um, um, I always get this dude name wrong. The black Panther writer, Tahita Nahisi. Oh, Tahiti Coates. Tahiti Coates. You know, he was like, you know, when my wife get together with her friends, they be like, you know, bitch, you know what I'm saying? And he's like, um, I don't want to say that word. I understand the culture of that word with women, and I know that it's not meant for me. So 
I, I understand the context of it and how that word works. And so I, not only is that not word, word not meant for me to say, mm -hmm. but I have no interest in saying that word around them because I know what it means to them and I know what it will sound like coming from me. Mm -hmm. You know, so I don't understand why white America has such a deep-seated desire to want to say the N-word. You know, and the reality is if all black people stop saying the N-word today at white people's request, racist white people still going to be saying it. So I don't mm -hmm. feel no need to stop saying it because we'll never be able to stop everybody from saying it. Except right. when a black person said to me, it can never mean that you mean less than me because of, of my skin color. Right. Because we got the same skin color. It mm -hmm. can mean that coming from a person who who has uh, skin lighter than mine. You know, in terms of white skin, mm -hmm. depending on their 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 level of racism. Right. So, Papa John's they were they taking his pic. They he done stepped down. They gonna take his picture off the box. Uh, well, stadiums you know, is taking his picture off of you know. Well, they don't. They no longer their contract with the NFL on the void. No, now. there's a lot of colleges that you know Papa John sponsor. Yeah. You know, so they taking like his. They got, you know, the logo got his picture on it. So, right. like, they taking his picture off. But I think Papa John's is going to get a lot of heat, and they're going to lose a lot of money from being connected. I mean, they, like I said, the NFL deal, they was the exclusive uh, pizza for the NFL. Pizza Hut got that right now. That's a whole lot of change that they just lost out yeah. on. So, this is all, I mean, you know, they're going to end up being Little Caesars pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> like, they can't charge. I remember Little Caesars need to bring that pizza with the bacon crust back. I don't eat, I don't eat meat. I know you don't. <laughs> I do. I <laughs> I'm going to start eating enough meat for you and me. I'm going to start it's getting all, double meat on my sandwiches. People, you know what? When you tell people you're a vegetarian, they treat you like you got some type of like, disease or something. Like, ugh, vegetarian. Oh, my God. Are you okay? Like, something going to happen to you. Like no man, I just I don't eat meat no more. You gonna have a disease if you don't supplement them nutrients you get from meat. But I already I did my research, brother. I know where to get my protein from, which I is a lot so. of beans, uh, nuts, stuff like that. And I still able to work out. I just can't work out as long as I used to. But I still can go work out. Still do what I need to do. Just gotta know if you're gonna go vegetarian, do your research. Research it first. That's what I did. I researched it. I looked and see where I can get. I even have a little chart that tells me where my proteins come from on my phone. So that way, if I, you know what I'm saying? So when I go shopping, hey, know what to get, know what to eat. I want to still be able to lift weights, still want to be able to work out and all that other stuff. And it's so bad, though. You'll be back. I mean, I might. I'm not saying that this is a for everything. This is this is a this is this is a go as long as I possibly can type thing. But the thing is, the meatless products that they have out now, they're really good. I did when I came in to record the show, I had a uh, I had a veggie burger, portobello mushroom veggie burger, amazing. It was very very good. I mean, hey, I ain't gonna lie, he he enjoyed it like it had meat on it, so I respect <laughs> it. <laughs> I respect it. You know, that's just like I mean, that ain't no different from everybody talking bad about because I eat pork. Pork to pork. Oh God, you tell a black person that you don't eat pork, they look at you as you done. Well, the first thing is like, is it for religious reasons, brother? <laughs> I was like, no, I just I don't want to die early. I don't want to have blood pressure, man. So. Yeah, I, I got a lot of, I get a lot of flack for being, um, 
being a vegetarian. And it's a difference between vegetarian and vegan people. He eats eggs. I do eat eggs, cheese, and all that other shit. Vegans don't eat that shit. God damn it. Get on my damn. Speaking of eating, I had to bring this to the show because we share the same likes on certain things. They recalled Honey Smack cereal because it was linked to 100 salmonella cases. No, Honey Smacks. The CDC is warning consumers about Kellogg's Honey Smacks. They are now recalled. A salmonella outbreak has been linked to the popular cereal. Reportedly, 100 people in 33 states have been infected. So they out here killing folks. That's a lot of states. I know. States. I know. Uh, The CDC says don't eat this cereal. Uh, The CDC suggests that the cereal should be thrown away regardless of the expiration date because, you know, we'll keep cereal forever. (laughs) And another option for consumers is to return their cereal for a refund. The side effects of salmonella include diarrhea, fever, and abdominal cramps. Uh, On point, you are a cereal person like me. I am. I love cereals. I actually have Fake Honey Smacks. I I shop at Alders and they sell the, oh. the the off brand. It's just as good. You know the 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 ones with the bear on it. What what them call? God, what is that called? It's Honey Smacks and Golden Crisp. Golden Crisp. They not good. Uh uh-uh. uh. You Golden okay? Crisp post cereals are terrible. Post the post don't. I make like this Fruity cereal. Pebbles. That's a post cereal. That is a post cereal. That's probably the only good one they got. I like Fruity Pebbles, but. Fruity Pebbles, you got to use half the amount of milk you use in regular milk for them to be good. Right, because they get soggy. If you use too much milk, they get soggy too fast. If you use half the amount of milk, you got to use the amount of milk for the crunchy ones to still be sitting on the top. Mm -hmm. That's what you got to do with it. Exactly. So, look, listen, listen. I got a whole, look, since you brought this up, I'm finna go into a whole situation real quick. I got a whole criteria for my cereal. So, I got a list of cereals that I like. Based on several different factors. One is level of sweetness. I can see that. If I if cereal range from a level of sweetness, right? You got frosted flakes that's at the top of sweetness, mm-hmm. and all the variations, cinnamon crunch, uh, cinnamon Sounds frosted flakes. Yeah. That's it. They at the top of sweetness. They literally flakes with sugar on it. Down to you know the ones in the middle, you know top middle, which is gonna be like Lucky Charms because mm-hmm. you know you got the. This corn part of the cereal, which ain't very sweet, yeah. and then you got the marshmallows, which is absolute sweet. Right, and then you go down where you got like honey, uh, honey, honey nut Cheerios, mm-hmm. where it's just like not very sweet, but it got a hint of sugar down to stuff like kicks. You know what I'm saying? Now where they got no sugar in exactly. it. Exactly, tastes like cardboard. It's very, very, very light. But that's like first sweetness. Next is mouthfeel. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mouthfeel is how crunchy do I want my cereal? And that goes with the level of how much effort it takes to chew. So right. on that scale, you got Captain Crunch at the highest because mm-hmm. even with soaking in the milk, they still gonna be pretty crispy and pretty crunchy. I like that like that. Yeah, that's cool. Going down to like in the middle where you got like checks. You know, and say, well, whether after they sit in the milk a little while, they still pretty crunchy. Mm-hmm. And then going down to like fruity pebbles to where if they sit in the milk too long, they, they you know what I'm saying? It's they they over. soggy. You right. know what I'm saying? So depending on what I'm seeking for in my cereal at the time, I have a scale. Now, I have to do this because I was going to do this on Instagram. I'm still going to do it on Instagram. I'm going to do it on the show. It's all good. If you have seen this box of Frosted Flake Lucky Charms, don't buy them, okay? What? Do not buy them. Do not buy them. You just hurt my feelings. I listen. 
I bought them because I didn't want my feelings to be hurt. I that, thought that, that I was going to be on, on cloud nine. I mean, think about the mix. Exa- Look at y'all fucking frosted flakes. There are already frosted flakes that have marshmallows in them. Right. Always have been. Maybe they stopped making them because these have come out, but these ain't even a frosted flake cereal. Like these are Lucky Charm cereal. So Lucky mm. Charms don't have a cereal that have flakes. So you can probably still get the Frosted Flakes with marshmallows. So right. if you want a Frosted Flakes cereal with marshmallows, I suggest you get them from Frosted Flakes. Because <laughs> the problem with these is that the reason I like Frosted Flakes is because the sugar is just right. You know what I'm saying? They're the great. problem with this is marshmallow sugar is on top of the sugar that was already just right. Oh, so you got three times the sugar that you need. Maybe not three times, but you can tell the sugar is different. Because the sugar ain't baked into the chip. The sugar is flowing on the outside of it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Or the flake. So now you got a different sugary taste on top of what was already a perfect tasting flake. And it don't taste right. It just don't taste wow. right. So that hurt my feelings. if you try them, you will know what I'm talking about. Okay? I can't now because I, I respect your opinion. I'm gonna review. I mean, we ate this box when well, my roommate more realistically ate this whole box before I got to really do much with it. But I am going to get these and I'm gonna review these on YouTube. So because the world needs to know that this is a market employee. It's taking your love for Lucky Charms and your love for Frosted Flakes if they have some overlap, and it's making you buy this box. I was gonna do it. That's a perfect match. Buy it to, to me. try it. I can't and let me know how you, you feel. No, you gave me well, the bad review. Well, if you don't want to waste three dollars, don't don't do it. Yeah, Take my word for it. Don't you do. You gave it a bad review. If you give it a bad review, I can't do it. Wait a minute. For, uh, Lucky Charms are on sale right now. I got coupons. They're a dollar. I'm gonna give you a box. I'm gonna give you a box. <laughs> you gotta try it now. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a box of these things. What's your favorite cereal? My favorite cereal Ever. universally is Frosted Flakes. Hmm. Because because the only reason that Frosted Flakes is my favorite cereal is because, one, we talked about the sugar being perfect for mm-hmm. me and my sugar taste. But it makes the milk delicious, which you know I love some milk. Mm-hmm. You know, me that's too. another one of my factors. How good does the milk, how good is the milk going to be after the cereal? Because exactly. some cereal tastes just like the just like regular milk after you eat the cereal and some mm-hmm. taste. But it's versatility in terms of being able to add fruit. Mm-hmm. Being able to add different things without contrasting with a lot of the flavor, you know what I'm saying? I never so thought about that. I love strawberries in my in my uh, frosted flakes, uh, strawberries and bananas. If I got both of them on hand, you know, I can't do bananas in cereal because it don't. I feel like the bananas get soggy too fast or something. Something about bananas. I don't think they get soggy at all. I don't. Th- I just it tastes I, I right, but after a while, it'll it don't taste good. After if you, think, I like to enjoy my cereal. I don't like to swoof it down. See, I think what happened with bananas, you know, bananas got like that little paste feel on it. Mm -hmm. And I think that as it sits in the milk, I think that starts to kind of wash off. Mm -hmm. So it does give the banana a a somewhat different texture than it normally has. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's what you're not used to. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it don't really, it ain't a problem for me. But I like, Frosted Flakes is my number one for versatility. Hmm. Um, As of late, Fruity Pebbles is number two. Yeah, I've been eating a lot of Fruity Pebbles. Because I've learned how to eat them. I, I, I just learned the last few years how to eat them. I was always putting too much milk in them. But the milk be so good afterwards. The milk do be delicious. There's a place in Birmingham called Big Scoop that sells Fruity, Fruity Pebble, Pebble ice, ice cream. cream. It tastes just like Fruity Pebble milk. 
I don't know how they do it. I don't know if they just get all the employees to eat a bowl of fruit, uh, fruity pebbles, and be like, "Let's get your milk." I thought, I, I kind of thought about. It. I was like, maybe they just let the fruity pebbles soak in the in the milk for uh, over, like twenty four yeah. hours or something like that, and then after that they drain it and make the ice cream from it. It That's tastes the only just logical like thing. fruity pebbles. It tastes so good. That's the only logical thing I can think of. It tastes good. But we didn't even just, I'm, I went all into my little cereal thing. I don't know how long it's going to be before I buy some Honey Smacks. You better buy the cheap. I got the cheap version at home now. They fine. I had two yeah. or three bowls this week. And they are good. Right. See, I'm the king of, I'm the king of, <laughs> of poor man cereal. <laughs> like, I get the poor versions of all the, I go to Aldi's and get <laughs> the, the secondhand brand of, I don't know what you call, I don't know what you call cheap cereal, what you call it, but uh, the B, the B side of cereal. I like, I get the, I forgot what they called it. They honey smacks, but. They ain't what they called in all this. <laughs> <laughs> like they call something else. I like get the Honey Nut Cheerios, which is called something Honey, so honey, 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 oats, honey or something. oats or some shit. Um, yeah, I get the Cinnamon Toast Crunch, which is called Cinnamon Toast Squares. <laughs> so I get all the cheap. Shit. My mama worked at Walmart, and so I openly disrespect Great Value <laughs> stuff. When I go to Walmart, I'll pick up great value loaf of bread and put it over there where the electronics is just to do it. Just because I disrespect the great great value brand so much. Then they're trying to rebrand because they know their brand is trash, so they put Sam's on a lot of stuff now. You know what I'm saying? Oh like, my gosh, great value. Great value is horrible. The bread go bad real quick. The ketchup don't taste like it got tomatoes in it. Ugh. The mustard... A lot of mustards do this, but you know, like when you don't shake the mustard up Ooh, and you squeeze that, it out and it, it just water it, juice it, all over your bread. That's called mustard piss. That's what it's called. <laughs> mustard piss. That's what I call it. No. Mustard pee. <laughs> it do that every time, even after you shake it up. Great value is just not a high brand on my list. But that's why it is the alternative. And it's a lesser, it's, it's. It is what it's called—a great value. It's not as expensive as the name brands. It's your alternative. That's what you get. Well, I got great value PTSD, <laughs> and these days I don't buy nothing store brand. Damn, except butter. They Public. can't mess that up, right? They can. Well, they damn. can. And cream cheese, and I found that out making icing for my cupcakes most recently. Like they mess, they can, they can mess up. Yes. Some butters have more moisture in it than you expect them to have in them mm -hmm. as butter, you know, when it start to warm up. Right. Same thing for cream cheese, you know, and some of it just ain't processed as deeply as others. And mm -hmm. I think the issue with cream cheese is when it ain't processed as much, it gives off a different flavor. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it just don't mix right. So I'm learning, you know, on, on you know, by experience, learning by right. you know experience that trial by fire, what they call yeah, it. yeah. That some of that stuff just ain't it don't work. You the think it don't make a not difference there. Yeah, you don't think it make a difference, but sometimes it make a big difference. Like Walmart got some new milk now. It's like a dollar ninety eight cents. So you got Barber's milk, great value milk, then everyday value milk. <laughs> <laughs> If y'all can see the look on his face when he said <laughs> everyday value milk and how disgusted he was. I feel like that come from like 
that come from like the sick cows, the Down syndrome <laughs> cows, the cows that only got one leg so they can't really graze. You know what I'm saying? The cows that came out like off white when they supposed to be regular white. You know what I'm saying? I feel like this come from cows that that Walmart go and be like, oh what did this? You know how when you go to a store like. I don't know if you go to Restaurant Depot or Walmart, but they always got a clearance section. I've been in there before. I didn't think Restaurant Depot. <laughs> you want to know something? For a long time, I thought you couldn't go in there without a membership card. They so ask I, you if why. you have a membership card because, like, I think you build up points, but oh. you don't have to have a membership card to yeah, buy nothing. Yeah, I found that out. I found that out. Like, right. you, I don't know if you do smoothies, but, like, they got, like, the mango mix and the strawberry yeah. mixes and stuff. They ain't good as the ones they had at Red Lobster, but I can't find them locally. So yeah. I get them right now. For but real. those places have clearance sections for vegetables and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I seen like, that. I seen it. Yeah, there. if you go into if like they got coats hanging up, you go in mm-hmm. there and they got like clearance vegetables all over here. I feel like wherever <laughs> major retailers buy their car cows from, clearance cows. I feel like. <laughs> Walmart be like, where the clearance cows at? And they go over here to these cows, and you know, some of them ain't got ears, you know what I'm saying? Some of them, you know, got abnormalities growing on their side. They be like, look, well, as long as we ain't gonna cut it for meat, we can just get the milk. He'll be all right. Like, how do you get less value milk? How do you get cheaper milk than great value milk? Everybody needs an alternative. I think it might be synthetic. Might be synthetic milk. They might be adding something to it. They just get the milk and then it'd be synthetic something. I don't trust it. I wouldn't. It goes spoiled but fast. I done bought it before. Mm. It spoils really fast. That has to mean something. I mean, it came from cows he on said, life support. He said everyday values. <laughs> That's sad. Life support cows, man. Ooh. Cows that were finna die. What? Why would you buy some milk that's going to spoil in like two days? Because the date don't say it's going to spoil in two days, <laughs> but if you don't keep it cold enough, that's the variable is you got to keep it cold enough. Like, right. you got to keep that milk cold enough for it or else it's going to spoil. But, you know, some of these refrigerators, our refrigerator is set up to where if it's too cold, everything on the top going to freeze. Mm-hmm. You know, so we can't keep it too cold because the milk freeze too. Right. So we got to keep it low enough, but, you know, you got to get the temperature right. But the date don't say that it's going to get bad by the end. <laughs> Everyday value. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everyday value. I just, I feel like every, I feel like the name should switch. I feel like everyday <laughs> the great value become? should be cheaper. No. Yeah. You can't do that. I mean, you can't do it now, but I feel like between everyday value and great value, great value would seem to represent the cheapest thing. No. A great value, no. I, I think it should be the way it is. Everyday value, if you if it's an everyday value type thing, it should be the cheapest thing out there. I, I, I look at it. Great value, at least you a step up. <laughs> 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 like if you get an everyday person, everyday woman, like I'm like, Ugh. is she a great woman? There you okay, go. with that logic, I'll I buy. I buy. <laughs> Everyday value milk. I don't even want to see. I don't even shop at Walmart. So good for you. See, you're not a part of the machines. I try not to be. I people, am. My mama worked at Walmart, man. I used to go to Walmart crazy. every night and talk to my mama on third shift after I, you know, flunked out of college. Mm. I used to go and just talk to her and, you know, ask her questions and just be around her while she was working. 
Ain't nothing so, wrong with that. I'm used to Walmart. It ain't no big deal. I just don't like it. I don't like the company they trash. <laughs> they become trash. They used to be really good. Yeah, when Sam Walton was alive, uh, I did a little research on on, on Walmart before I decided to not, not shop there anymore. Sam Walton was the type of, of owner where he could go into any one of his stores and still, even though he was a CEO, could still run a cash register, no problem. He also gave his employees, he used to give his employees stock options when they, you know, before he died. You know what I'm saying? Then when he died and went to the family, the family said, we ain't giving y'all shit. And kind of cut a lot of the, the benefits that they used. I mean, people used to retire from Walmart proudly. You know what I'm saying? And used to have the you'd be taken care of after the fact. It took away a lot of that stuff after he died, man. Um, Sam Walton, apparently, you know, people look at Sam Walton as a hell of a damn owner. You know, when he, it was a lot more homely feel. Employees felt appreciated when he was alive. But after he died, that family was like, we ain't finna do none of that. And now the, the, um, the Walton family, I think it's the Walton family, you know, they sold it to some other group now. Somebody else owns Walmart now, so. Yeah. It's just one of them things, man. I just, I just like, man, I just know how they treat seniors that work for them and how they treat, you know, a lot of their employees. They don't treat them people worth a My damn. My mama's one of them. She still work there. Yeah. My mama's so passive. She deal with a lot of stuff from them people, man. And they work them folks to the bone. To the damn bone. Work them to the bone. And it's. Just don't I don't know I I, I, don't, I can't consciously shop at a company that does shit like that or try not to, you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. but everybody look at me like I'm a fool so what can you do nothing man um <laughs> what a, see how we went from Honey Smacks to Sam Walton we did we did <laughs> that milk it got we got to the milk we went from Honey Smacks to all my favorite cereals to um where walmart get they new you know cheap <laughs> everyday, everyday value, value milk which must be cheap cows all the way down to the quality of walmart <laughs> going from sam walton to whoever owned it now right. and how it's diminished hmm. thank you Kylie jenner <laughs> <laughs> that was all her we went down a whole whole thing you now we were going to Listen, let me tell you what we had on the list to talk about that we ain't going to get to. The McClure twins and the day, you know, daddy's racist past, which was supposed to be jokes. Mm. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Cardi B meme. If you ain't seen Cardi B meme, my mama said, oh, bro, they killing that. Look That's it up. We we're going to talk man. about Coupon Carl. We were going to talk about Charlemagne the God and his uh, allegations. We were gonna talk about Jesse Peterson slut shaming. We were gonna talk about Azalea Banks, and we were gonna talk about Navy allowing black women to wear their natural hair. Ooh, how much time have we used up? All of it, but ten minutes. Damn, <laughs> I really wanted to talk about that slut talk. But let's we, let's do it real quick. We got about thirteen minutes before my my SD card ran out. Okay. <laughs> So there is a video of Jesse Peterson. Now Jesse Peterson is just one of the worst type of people, uh, which naturally mean that you know they gave him a TV show or a platform. <laughs> That's usually how it works. <laughs> yeah, I mean he been on he he's been on Fox News saying you know thanking white people for slavery, and he's been on there you know when Walter Scott got shot, he basically said Walter Scott deserved. It. It's a black man now, 
Walter Scott <sighs> deserved it, leading Sean Hannity to have to do something that he never in his career thought he was going to do, which was, you know, defend a black man that was shot by the police. <laughs> but just because it was a really bad black person on the show. I felt an angel got their wings with Sean Hannity. Did I'm that. telling you, it was crazy. <laughs> but now there's videos of him surfacing where he is uh, talking about the word slut. And... I don't like that word either, but mm. it's like he's at, and, and so there's this video of him asking this girl, you know, are you a slut? Because mm. she's at the slut walk that, right. you know, Amber Rose has. And she's like, yes, I'm a slut. I'm a slut. You a slut. Your, your PA a slut. Everybody's a slut, you know? And basically she's saying slut means slut, slut. The word slut don't mean anything. Slut is the way that men have decided to define women because they want to be able to tell women what to do with their bodies and how they should look at their bodies based on their behaviors and their actions. Right. And and she went on a rant, you know, and I respect her for it. But, you know, the question becomes, is that okay? Is, is it okay for us to have a verbiage to refer to women? Can women own that verbiage? Or is it just not a good look? Like, is it not a good look for her to have that kind of dog? Is it not a good look for Amber Rose to have something called a slut walk that that's about women women being empowered for their bodies? But that's the thing. Like, so I was looking at this as Amber Rose hustle anyway. Uh, Amber Rose been using the slut walk as her little hustle to keep her. I'm not saying that she's purposely trying to keep fame or whatever the case because I don't really know Amber, what, what Amber Rose's intense end game is and, but that's what she been using for the last three, four, five years you know what I'm saying the slut walk has been a thing that she wants to make sure women are empowered you're going to empower yourself by going to the slut walk and all this other stuff and I'm like well okay you know what I'm saying like if, if that's how you want to treat the world I don't even I always look to slut as like a white man's word you know what i'm saying like i've never used well i guess the I've black man word slut. will be whole yeah like we call them hoes like oh that look at that hole over there you know what i'm saying i've never i've never i don't know about you i've never met a black person to use slut Mm-mm. i don't think mm-hmm. i've ever came across a black dude that said she's a slut but i think that word sound worse than hoe i think that's the worst sounding word mm. you know outside of profanity I mm. think that's the worst sounding one. It just sound bad. Mm. You know, slut. It, I, I don't like that word. Right. You know what I'm saying? I use whole neutrally a lot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if I see them, you know, you see some rim be like, like you oh, back <laughs> in the day, you see rim, them hoes straight, bro. Like, dang. You need to get them hoes. Yeah, like, <laughs> I use it neutrally a lot. You know what I'm saying? I don't use it to refer to women. You know right. what I'm saying? In that sense. Clearly, right. unless I'm reciting some lyrics in which they do it, trying to stop doing that, you know. But I don't know. I'm trying to find out. I think I think that when women, when and I'm not a woman, so I can't speak for any women, but I'm looking at it as a, when, when women when certain type of women are trying to empower themselves they have to find something to reach on hold on to that's degrading so they can switch it around and use it as a shield or use it as something that is like we're going to take it and we're going to make it into something and i think slut was just available sounds like a word you and i are a bit familiar with (laughs) (laughs) you mean 
Starts with an N? It does. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that a word that you can do that with? You know what I'm saying? Slut? Yeah. Apparently so. I mean, Amber Rose is taking that word. Do you think the double standard is fair? For slut? For this idea that women having sex with multiple people labels them a slut. Men having sex with multiple people just labels them a champion in the bed. No. Meat slinger. I don't. (laughs) Baloney pony. Lex the impaler. (laughs) 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 No, I mean. Man, I've always been, I've always looked at it like this. The pimp game goes both ways. You know what I'm saying? Women can be out here getting it just like the dudes get it, man. And that's the thing. I think a lot of time we look at it as just like, man, that motherfucker. Like, women, there are women out there that are aggressive that conquer men. That's how it goes. It's a, it's a lot of women that are, are one, they're, are, they're cool with their sexuality and how sexual they can be. And two, I want to get it just like you getting it. I mean, it's. I mean, it, it, we have the double standard there, but to be honest with you, why? I mean, I, I think we have this perception of how women are supposed to act and supposed to, but it's 2018 and, and shit is just, shit is not what it used to be. It's the same reason that them old people got us still skeptical about participating in mental health services. Yeah. It's just an old way of thinking when a society was different. And a lot of people have had trouble trying to adjust to the new society. Now, I got to add this, and they don't got nothing to do with nothing. But we, I was on the radio last night, and mm-hmm. this dude there off the air said that he heard an old man referencing his wife by saying, my wife would slide down a razor blade into a pool of pimp piss before she leave me. <laughs> God damn. I'm like, man, well, he had to have been in a Dolomite movie or <laughs> something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, how do you even come up with that? <laughs> that's a, that's real pimpish. Real anyway. Pimpish. Damn. You know, I, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to see how I feel about it. I it's mean, really, let me ask you a question real quick on point. Do you feel like the double standard should be there too? I mean, do you, I look at it as like. I understand you, why it's there. I don't think it should be there. Yeah. They just trying to get it like us. And then a lot of things is, a lot of, to me, one thing about it is women take care of their body better than us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I think a lot of these, these things that we perceive as happening with some of these women, ain't they, I don't, a lot of women are smarter than that. You get what I'm saying? I think a lot of women understand that, like, if I ruin my body, I'm not be able to, not going to be able to do this later on in life. And I, I feel like, I, I don't know. I just feel like women are just way smarter when it, they know their body better than we do. I encourage women to be empowered about their bodies, not ashamed of their bodies, and to understand sex for what it is in terms of its purpose and in terms of, you know, its pleasure. Because what what I see in my in my field and what we see with Christianity is that our bodies are shamed so deeply that we become traumatized as it pertains to sex, and it mm-hmm. becomes hard to have a relationship with people and and be able to have a healthy sexual part of that relationship because mm-hmm. we haven't been allowed to talk about it and think about it and mm-hmm. explore it. We've been shamed and scared 
into not participating in it and now mm. we don't know how to use it fully you know right. what i'm saying right. it's like when you get a phone i don't know either but when you get a phone it comes locked at how at the capacity that you can use that mm -hmm. if you root it you know what i'm saying which is like jailbreaking it you can use 100% of that CPU, but it comes capped. Mm -hmm. And I feel like what we're doing is we're capping our children in the context of sexual, you know, their, our natural sexual nature because we put these labels on girls so that they remain pure for men somehow. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But we don't hold men to that same standard, man. I, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I really encourage having conversations with, you know, Appropriate age appropriate conversation with daughters about sex instead of we have acting to. like you know they never gonna have sex right and so you should never tell them about it right and that's the thing too for me man like I'm most definitely when I if I have a daughter I want to be able to tell her I want to be able to talk to her like I talk to my son and just let her know how that shit work I I just. I don't. I, I know too many people who who don't want to have that conversation with their kids, and I think it's dumb as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I, I think it's stupid. Like, they gotta know, and I think kids should know from both sides. They they. That's why I feel like it's important to have both parents there. Like, you ain't got to be married, but both parents should have that conversation together with their kids, and so they can know both sides of the sex game, man. Because a lot of the shit that happened out there now. And they only get one side of it. It's just it. That's too dangerous, bro. I, that's how I feel. It is. It is. I agree with you. But we running low on time. I know, brother. man. I but know. I, man, I appreciate you for coming through. No problem. And doing man. the show. This See, was actually a pretty calling. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a pretty good. You know what? Answer the phone. We got a few minutes. Okay. Hold on. If I can. Hold on. Damn, she hung up. It's all good. But I appreciate you for coming to join the show. Yeah, that was thanks, Red man. calling, I, I guess, to check on, you know, what I, was going on. I kept I'm sorry I kept taking you down these rabbit holes. I feel like that's why I took you down the rabbit hole. I just cause me and Red always go down rabbit holes. They just went down different places because it's different minds. Yeah. Going through it. Here she go. See? Let's see what she finna say. She finna sound crazy. Hello, Red. Hello? Hey, what's up? Nothing. <laughs> We're just finishing up the podcast. Oh, uh, I will call to see how it went. <laughs> You're on the mic right now. I tried to answer the what? phone. You're on the mic right now. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Hey, everybody. We're wrapping up the last two minutes. And when I say two minutes, I lit the timer is literally going down because the SD card is about to run out. That's so funny. Well, thank you, Cole, for standing there for me. No problem, Red, anytime. Y'all see how she sounds. She don't sound like, you know, Misha Lay, but, you know, she's all kind of congested and whatnot. Something but in I, my heart. All right. I'll be back next week, but all right. All right. Bye. 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 Anyway, uh, I appreciate you for joining the show, man. No problem. Let them know you. where to find you again. Hey, guys, you can hit me up on Instagram at Cole Jackson underscore BYK, or you can hit me up on Twitter at Cole Jackson 12. Again, I appreciate the conversation, man. And until we come to the next conversation, we out. Peace.